Because of Brexit, you need a UK responsible person. So contact Easy Medical Device. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we are doing the March update. So let's review what happened. So let's start first with Udamed. So there was a lot of information uh, this month on Udamed uh, and we'll start with some uh, MDCG guidelines that were uh, issued and also some uh, European Union documents also. So um, first we have a, a European Union document that was issued about the legacy devices. So you have to understand that normally Udamed will be uh, used to register uh, EU MDR devices that have a UDI code and everything. But in the case, there is an issue on the market with your legacy devices, the devices that are still under EU MDD, then how can you register or how can you inform about those devices if they don't have a UDI code? So the idea here is the fact that Udamed will create a UDI code for your products and it is explained on this document. And we have new terms to learn. So first, with UDI, we had the UDI DI, the UDI PI, and the basic UDI DI, which makes it maybe some, somehow complicated for some people to understand. But with this new document, there is new terms that are existing, which are the UDAMED DI and the UDAMED ID, which is really uh, some, somehow different. So the guidance is really providing you some information about the fact that um, you are uh, registering your legacy devices on Udamed. For example, if you have already a UDI DI because maybe you are selling your products to the uh, in the USA because USA has already a UDI DI uh, rule, then you can still uh, use this UDI DI to create, if I can say, the elements for uh, the registration on Udamed. If you don't have a UDI DI, then the Udamed database will create um, this uh, this code by by itself, and there is also some rules. Uh, then when you will be moving from MDD to MDR, uh, how to still link those two products, so the legacy products and the UMDR product, uh, so without uh, losing any of the history of it. So, so you can go to this document. It is on the show notes uh, and uh, you can uh, review that and check exactly uh, what will happen. So don't wait that an issue happen. Uh, on the market after the date of application uh, to read this document and to understand. Start to understand now what are the rules and how you can maybe uh, apply them uh, when there is something that is happening here. There is also um, another document that was issued, which is the MDCG 2021-1, uh, uh, which is the Udamed Harmonization Administrative Practice. So this document is mainly explaining um, 
while Udamed is not completely available, what are the interpretation that you have to do about the regulation? So the regulation, for example, says that you have to register your device on Udamed, but if the module for the device registration is not available, what are you doing then? It is explained. There is a table with a lot of the um, UMDR requirements. So it's uh, copying, pasting all the information that were uh, issued on UMDR. And it's telling you if this is not possible, if this is not applicable, if this is not feasible, here is what you have to do. So mainly this is also an important document so that you can exactly know what are the, the rules to apply there. Okay, so now let's talk again about COVID-19 situation. So um, there are um, there were last month a lot of information about the fact that uh, the EU Commission authorized to perform some remote audits. Uh, and uh, I was asking you a question uh, on, the, on a survey. So um, is it something that um, is fair? Is it okay for, for you to have remote audits for medical device manufacturers? And we can see on the result of the survey that 55% uh, says yes. Um, if but only if it is accepted for all because there was a lot of rules saying that uh, a company can have a remote audit only in certain cases and here it says like more than half of, of the people so around 323 votes or more than half says that uh, it will be fair it will be fine to have that if it is accepted for all and the second one is no <laughs> no it's not uh, not uh, you should not do the remote audit because uh, on-site audit is key so a 21 person that uh, that uh, answered that so you see that there is still some debates on that and we learned uh, recently that uh, so last last month we said that team nb team notified body then should uh, create a, a, a document so um, uh, documents to explain if i can say how the, an harmonized standard so how to how to exact execute if i can say those remote audits per all the the member states but um they announced the 25th of February, they made a comment on their website to say, it appears that there are differences in the approach between national competent authorities concerning the implementation of the commission notice. So the one related to remote audits on remote audits under the regulation 2017-745 and 2017-746. Therefore, at this time, Team NB is unfortunately unable to finalize and publish its aligned position on the uniform implementation of such remote audits by notified bodies. The application of remote audits under MDR and IVDR due to pandemic-related contact and uh, travel restrictions may currently vary across member states depending on the governance provided by authorities. So you see that here there is no alignment first and that it's still um, yeah there is still some debates on the use of this uh, of this methodology and how to use it how to implement it and apparently here each member state will do what they want to do if i can say so this is important so let's follow follow up on this on this topic and see uh, if there is any um, any issue here but if um, you are trying to get your uh, audit through a remote audit and you have some difficulties, don't hesitate to contact me just to maybe uh, make some kind of uh, um, informational comments about that and let me know if I can say how, what is really your difficulty on, on this. Okay, the European Commission also issued a document related to COVID-19 tests. So a question and answer. So it provides a lot of information about um, how, what is, what are those tests, how they are regulated, how you can place them on the market. For example, you have to understand that if a 
COVID-19 test is made for professional to be used, uh, so uh, by a professional person, then there is no need of a notified body. But as soon as you are saying that this COVID-19 test can be used by a layperson, by anybody, by itself, so self-testing, then a notified body should be involved. So this is kind of those kind of elements that are uh, clarified on this document. So uh, this is also available on the show notes and it's providing a lot of questions and answers about the COVID-19 test. And also, there is a EU Commission that issued a, uh, a document about also the clinical trials because during the COVID-19, there is maybe some issues related to clinical trials is the fact that uh, there is maybe some possibilities that uh, we have to stop some clinical trials due to the fact that there is some pandemic issues in the hospitals. Also, the fact that maybe your clinical trial is not so... Uh, if I can say important in terms of uh, the public health, so it's why maybe we can put it or uh, yeah have it uh, have it later, so to postpone a bit the clinical trials. So it explains a lot of things inside to how to execute clinical trials uh, we, while you have this uh, COVID nineteen pandemic. So also something interesting to read in case you are having a clinical trial actually, or in case you are planning a clinical trial in a, in the next month, so that you understand exactly what are the rules and maybe why some of your clinical trials will be refused or put on hold until the, the, the pandemic is, uh, is, is uh, solved. Okay, other information that are maybe important for you, it's about languages. So let me read you uh, what is written on the Article 10, 11 and Article 10, 14 related to languages for manufacturers. So it says, manufacturers shall ensure that the device is accompanied by the information set out in Section 23 of Annex 1 in an official union language determined by the member state in which the device is made available to the user or patient. So it means that if you are a patient located in Germany or in France or in Italy, you want to have your the device with the official language because maybe you don't understand English, let's say. So it's important because if there is some misuse because of that, then it's your fault. So the idea here is to say the people, the users, the patients should um, see the, the, the official language within their products. But in Article 14, it's also saying manufacturers shall, upon request by a competent authority, provide it with all the information and documentation necessary to demonstrate the conformity of the device in an official union language determined by the member state concerned. So it means that it's not only for patients and users, it's also for competent authorities. So if you are going to Italy, maybe they would like to, uh, to give to receive all documentation in Italian, which is understandable, but maybe you are asking yourself, is English also accepted for, for this kind of thing? But the issue is the fact that there is no official database related to uh, which language is uh, authorized, which official language is authorized per country. I mean, I, I looked for it, I didn't find it, but maybe you have a, a link. If you have a link, please send that to info at easymedicaldevice.com and I will, I will publish that. But now the Norwegian uh, authority just published uh, uh, an information saying that all the documents that they should reserve should be in Norwegian, uh, unless there is really a, a big exception uh, for that, but all documents should be in Norwegian and you have the information in the show notes so if you want really to read it another thing about um, brexit so the MHRA just uh, updated its article on uh, virtual manufacturers. So virtual manufacturers is manufacturers that are buying products from an or original equipment manufacturer and then putting their name on it and then selling that. So there is some practices that are not authorized anymore uh, with this uh, with this. 
and they updated this article not to mention anything more it's just to align it with the brexit rules uh, because of the dates because of timelines because of the uh, the fact that it's not only ce marking so also ukca or ukni etc so they have aligned that but if you are still not um, aware of if i can say this practice of virtual manufacturing maybe this article can help you because it's also providing the information about uh, what is authorized how you can stay a virtual manufacturing manufacturer and uh, still continue to sell your device while, while you are not if i can say the design owner of the product and then uh, everything is marked on this article okay so now let's make a round of the world on what uh, have been changed uh, in some of the regulation in the world and we will start with australia so australia just issued uh, a consultation on nanoparticles so uh, with the umdr for example we have a new rule now with the umdr to classify devices if they contain uh, nanoparticles and here australia is doing nearly the same to define what are nanoparticles what are the rules that we should apply is it really dangerous or not etc etc and here you have the consultation document so if you want to go you, uh, you go on the show notes and you find them there is also uh, on the on the website on the TGA website for Australia there is also a page where they are testing by themselves the masks so uh, face masks uh, during the pandemic so to say if this is a good one if this is a bad one if there is they passed this test or the, that test so it can be interesting if you are buying test ma uh, face masks uh, to look at this page and to see what are the results of the test so the results of the test are result as of today but because maybe uh, TGA informed those manufacturers and then they had to make some changes or some updates but as of today here are the results uh, and then you can also use that use that to see which products maybe are uh, are good or bad for for your for your for your company or for for yourself and so we have then Singapore so Singapore issued also an information about the introduction of uh, the medical device grouping tool so before you had to submit your device one by one and then it can cost a lot of money and can cost a lot of uh, time etc now they authorize you to group them which will be uh, able then you will be able then to register uh, many devices in one group at one time uh, which will be helpful for you and also reduce maybe the prices so you can go on the show notes to find this tool if you are uh, trying to sell your products now in, in singapore and we have a lot of countries that are actually updating or informing about some changes in the regulation or some flexibility in the regulation related to COVID-19 because there is a lot of countries that are um, yeah, seeing maybe a possibility of medical device disruptions and they are trying to make it more easy for companies or for, uh, for uh, manufacturers to um, deliver their products in the country to avoid this disruption. And we have, for example, the Saudi Arabia, they have issued a documents explaining that they will try to help the manufacturers, the distributors, so that they can continue to have their products on, on the market. And you can see that on the show notes. Okay, I'm happy to announce you that uh, Easy Medical Device just issued a new tool, which is called Easy Medical Expert. So what it is? So Easy Medical Expert is a tool that uh, is on a website, so easymedicalexpert.com, uh, where um, I have tried to make, um, um, to 
create a bridge, if I can say, between manufacturers and experts uh, where people can meet together and can um, share, if I can say, some missions. So the idea is the fact, for example, that you are a manufacturer, you want somebody maybe to help you with your technical documentation or to uh, do a perf to perform an internal audit or to register your products in a certain country, etc. And it's not like a full-time employee, it's just that um, a gig, uh, so something that to do quickly. Then we have the experts that can come and help you directly uh, so you can be in contact with them directly. You can assign a task to them. When they have finalized the task, you can rate them with uh, uh, some stars and to tell them if they are good or bad. And they can also rate you to see, okay, we had a really good relationship with, with this company. And the idea here is really to uh, find a way that we can uh, help you help small manufacturers that maybe don't have all those contacts, all those experts in mind. So to find really the people that are uh, able to help them. So you can go to easymedicalexperts.com Actually, there is 45 companies that are registered and 187 consultants that are also registered. So go there, place your task, uh, and then a consultant will come to you and will um, yeah tell you if they can help you or not with this uh, information. And don't hesitate, there is some grouping so you can define which category is your task so that it will be easier to understand what is really um, involved on that. Okay, so um, don't hesitate, as I said, to go to easymedicalexpert.com and register. Uh, register as or as uh, uh, somebody that will provide some task or as somebody will be supporting some task. So you have really to, uh, to, uh, to make a difference here. Okay, thank you for that. Training. As usual, we are here also to train you. And uh, so Easy Medical Device has this green belt training on EUMDR. And uh, this uh, month, so in month of March, the session will be the 10th edition. So it will be the 10th month uh, I'm providing this, uh, this uh, green belt training. Uh, so more than 1,000 people were um, subscribed and were uh, on this training. And now we have the 10th edition, uh, which will be on March 22nd and until March 26th and the exam will be on March uh, 31st. So don't hesitate to go. We'll have five modules as usual. The first one is about general information. The second one about economic operators, PRC, manufacturers, importers, distributors. Uh, the third one is about uh, how to place the device on the market. So the classification of the device, the notified bodies, conformity assessment. Uh, the fourth module will be on technical information. So technical file, clinical evaluation, clinical investigation, PMS, PMCF, uh, etc. And the last module will be, will be on UDAMED and UDI, where we'll talk more about traceability. So don't hesitate to go to uh, school.easymedicaldevice.com and you will go to the section course to find the green belt certificate. Notified bodies. So this is really an important resource uh, on our organization uh, or on our industry because we need notified bodies to be able to certify our medical devices. And here this month or in month of February, we had one additional notified body, which is uh, Instituto Superior di Sanita, which is, is in Italy. And this uh, notified body now is part of the uh, of the 19th notified body uh, under UMDR. So congratulations to uh, Instituto Superior di Sanita uh, because yeah, it's uh, really important that we are congratulating all those notified bodies that are arriving um, because yeah we need them so let's 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 say welcome to them and so we had as i've said 19 notified bodies under um, EU MDR and uh, four notified bodies under EU IVDR so uh, as 
UI video is coming on 2022, so nearly one year from now, uh, May 2022. Um, four is nothing if i can say so we have really the need to increase this number so i hope there will be a lot of more notified bodies that will be uh, succeeding at the ivdr because we need more notified bodies for ivdr than before before uh, only 25 percent of the manufacturers needed a notified body and now 75 percent of the manufacturers will need a notified bodies which is really huge and in terms of Brexit, because last month we talked also about UK approved bodies, so you have to understand that by the 30th of June 2023, a CE marking will not be accepted anymore within uh, the UK due to Brexit. So then you will have to contact the notified bodies, which is a UK approved body. Uh, and there actually we have still three UK approved bodies, which, which are BSI UK, SGS UK and UL UK. Uh, so don't, uh, don't forget if I can say that CE marking will not be accepted um, uh, at a certain point by the 30th of June 2023. So it means that you have to contact those, notif those approved bodies, the UK approved bodies, so you can establish now if I can say what is the plan for getting the UK CA mark uh, for your for your device so it is important so go to the show notes also and I have the list of the UK uh, approved body where you can uh, contact them Okay, just um, an information about an event that is coming. So uh, I will be participating to the virtual summit of Greenlight Guru uh, in March 17th. Uh, so we will talk about how to create labels per EUMDR. So what I will try to do is to explain to you what is first a label uh, and then how I can build my label because I have a lot of people that say to me, what should I place on the label? What should I may put on it? So I will show you that through the review of the GSPR requirements because it's mentioned there and also the review of the ISO standards with all the logos that we have to we can use if I can say on your on our devices so what we'll try to do is to build uh, a label together uh, within the this session where I will show you exactly where, how to place that how to do that and what are the information that really should be available on each of the labels so don't hesitate to go on the show notes also uh, there is the link uh, where you can um, see the event and you can register uh, to the event Okay, what happened within Easy Medical Device? So uh, on the podcast, we had uh, three episodes last, last month. So we had the first episode, so episode 114, where we talked with Michel Lott about what is the QA-RA mindset. So it was really an interesting episode because we were sharing our experiences about uh, being working within the Quality and Regulatory Affairs Department, things that went well, things that didn't went well. So just also to, to tell you that you are not alone. <laughs> we also had bad experiences or good experiences, but it's not that that you should really remember. You should remember that uh, you are here to really help those manufacturers to place compliant devices on the market. Remember, that maybe your um, kid, your uh, family, a member of your family, your beloved will be on this maybe surgery room uh, and then they will have to uh, get those devices. So uh, are you, would you be proud to say yes, those devices are really great or do you not proud to say uh, maybe no, they are bad. So I don't want those devices to, to, to be there. So it's important that you have this kind of mindset and you can uh, listen again to this episode just to um, see if you had the same experience and to see that there is a, a light uh, through the tunnel so uh, so yeah go to go to the show notes to see the the last episode episode 140 
Then episode 115, we had how to find a QA area job with Karen D. Badwell. So we reviewed some of the tools that are available. Uh, so we have uh, tools like uh, some groups, uh, like the MD, MD, MDG Premium with Joe Hag. We had uh, the tools that are on LinkedIn, so to use. We had a lot of tools that we are defining uh, that you can use to first maybe create your network and then to try to find a job or to create your own job because we talked also about um, consulting so how you create your consulting uh, activities uh, through through this kind of tool so it's really important and then last episode one episode 116 where we talked with John Spear from Greenlight Guru about medical device design methods for medical devices like the waterfall method or the agile method. And it was really a great honor for me to have John Spear because yeah, I was really a fan of his, of his podcast. So don't hesitate also to go and listen to the, the Greenlight Guru podcast. And don't forget also the Michelle Lott podcast. So Lynn Raka today, she has also started her own podcast. So it can be so interesting for you to get some information from there. Okay, uh, last information. So if you want to follow more of the information that I'm providing, uh, I have also created this Telegram channel uh, where I am sharing information, sharing uh, details, sharing also the episodes that I'm releasing uh, on, the, on the podcast, uh, sharing also the... Uh, I, I'm starting to be like an artist <laughs> to create some cartoons uh, about medical devices. Uh, so uh, don't hesitate to subscribe to the uh, Telegram channel so that you can have all the information directly on your phone uh, and that you can see directly what, what is happening. And on, the, on this Telegram channel, there is also a chat section. So if you have any question, you can ask that on the chat and I can answer or some, some other people that are on the group also can answer. So don't hesitate to do that and to, um, to, uh, to be part of, of my uh, telegram community okay so thank you very much it was really a pleasure for me to um, to have this episode with you uh, don't hesitate to go on the youtube channel uh, and uh, to subscribe and also to provide some comments if you have any question about what uh, we said today so don't hesitate don't hesitate also to go to the podcast page of podcast.easymedicaldevice.com if you have also any comment you can also uh, place your comment there okay so i really thank you very much and i wish you a nice day Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.